1: appetite for distortion episode number 329 my name <laughs> it happened right away Hold on. oh my god my cat right away i'm gonna leave that in there as i start the episode and then i tell you this chris chris weber I did right before the interview when it happened last interview with sean bevan this has happened with uh fat mike from no effects gb he gets jumps on my mixer at my home studio as soon as I'm starting the episode, but I love them so much. Uh, this is what happens. I, guys, I was just in Florida for a wedding, and all weekend I'm like, I miss my cats, I miss my cats, and this is what I get when I get back to work. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando. Welcome, Mr. Chris Weber, uh, Marcel Serkis. Uh Thank you both for, for joining me. Again, I know it's been a while. Yeah, I remember talking to you years ago. Yeah. Um, where are you located now, Chris?
0: Uh, I am mean, it's st- still kind of in the same area, the, very, about a couple miles from that uh, backdrop that you have of Fairfax. Yeah. So, we're a couple couple minutes from Fairfax.
1: You like that. So, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, I'm not actually on location at Fairfax High School. This is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Zoom is pretty cool. I mean, Chris, we you were also talking off air before, you know, when we last spoke, it was just old school radio, just over the phone, and fine, but ever since the pandemic, you know, I'm uh, I'm here at home. So instead of seeing my background where there may be a cat at some point, I have one cat that likes to hide or just like hang behind me, like all behaved on the couch. And then there's GB who likes to jump on things. And I could re-edit it, but I'm not going to because that's the podcast. Uh, just so
0: you know, before before you go on, I don't know if Marcel remembers, but the picture that you have has fences and gates around it. And when I went, and I would think Marcel remembers that there weren't any gates. You could kind of walk in and out, amble in and out whenever you wanted. Uh, They didn't put the—I don't think they put the fences up until after the shootings. There was like a a shooting at the school, probably in '85 or something.
2: I think maybe before
0: that. Yeah. Oh wow. Maybe before that, and then they put those fences up. But those didn't used to be there. Those red things in the background if you're looking at the video.
1: Okay. I appreciate that. So if you're joining us, when we had Marcel on, you know, you're an author. Uh, I, when I told my fiance, like who I'm interviewing today and she's like, oh yeah, that Shiksa book. Cause you, you sent it to me. <laughs> you sent me your, uh, what's the exact title? Tell me, cause I don't have it in front of me. Forgive me.
2: Um, Schick's Guide to Jewish Cooking, Shiksa's yeah. Guide to Jewish Marriage.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. That's Political what... Theory, humor series. I love it. And that's where we were able to bond. So Marcel's, you know, an author, uh, a screenwriter. And, you know, our hook at the beginning when I was, you know, with the Six Degrees of G&R Bacon podcast, going to Fairfax High School with, with Slash and, and Tracy Guns. And, you know, you had a great story about Flea running around naked, which is nothing that seems to have changed. Um, and, and Chris, obviously, we spoke at the time, and I mean, it's been a few years, so I may ask you some of the same questions, but obviously Hollywood Rose, you know, everything, you've you've been such a contributor to Guns N' Roses, but not everyone knows your name, unless you're, you know, a diehard like myself, and it's glad to see some of your works get out on the box set uh, as well, so we can maybe talk about those this time around, I don't think, you know, like The Plague, was out, or Newark Tune was out, so I don't know, maybe we could talk about those, uh, but I don't know, let's go back to high school, That's, isn't that what kind of we all kind of want to reminisce about, or, or, or not, I always got, if you can believe it, I was more awkward in high school, more awkward than this, like if you knew me in high school, if you thought I would do radio, you would. I was just very quiet, just very quiet, very reserved, so I kind of want to know, maybe like if we could start with you Chris, because I don't know how much we spoke about Fairfax itself with you. What kind of kid were you in high school? Were you, I mean, you were obviously musical, you know, in a band. But were you a band geek? Were you one of the cool kids? What kind of a, you know, a high school kid were you?
0: Jeez, uh, I don't, I don't think I fit into either of those okay uh, definitions. I, um, you know, I've been, pl- I, I mean, I've been playing since I was about nine. So through junior high, I was like active in like the jazz band and uh, even the orchestra. Uh, we had a great uh, music uh, instructor, Mr. Copper, that uh, created a bunch of electric guitar parts from violin parts that I used to play in the orchestra. And, of course, got uh, put into, you know, a lot of um, pop and circumstance for graduations and things like that. Um, so I had been playing through, you know, since since I was young and then into in the junior high school. So when I got to Fairfax, I had already started to have some bands Um so I already started playing. So I was, I, I actually felt like I was kind of like just on the precipice of kind of like busting out into, you know, to the club land at that point. Okay. Start playing. So
1: very cool. And so, Marcel, were you in the same? Obviously, it's very cool. This is in a, a high school reunion. I like to do these reunions on the show. I've done it with Tracy, uh, Tracy, uh, Freeman, excuse me, Roberta Freeman. And and Teddy zigzag and just kind of had those reunions. Uh, Were you were you in the same grade as Chris? Like, were you friends then, or did you become friends afterwards? Like, what what? what, I was one year ahead. Okay, yeah,
2: I was one year ahead, so we were at school at the same time. So, I remember Chris and I and his friend Dean and my friend Debbie like going to Waddles Park and hanging mm -hmm. out after school, and Chris and I playing music together and then later on jamming with Tracy at Chris's parents' house in Laurel Canyon. Like we spent a lot of time together there and just all move in, you know, his parents, like, sorry, Chris, his parents were, like, go out of town. And yeah. everybody would take over the house. And I remember, right. I think I told the story last time I was thinking about it when it was either Tracy and Izzy, like they decided they were going to dye their hair black. And I remember Chris, you were like really concerned. You're like, to do not get die on my pool my parents would fucking kill me and
0: that shit was
2: everywhere like you know it was crazy so yeah we used to play music and you know together and yeah chris tracy me and later axel and izzy like all of us at chris's parents
0: house all the time
1: that's incredible did you have a nickname for your house or was it just you know chris's house you know your parents were out of town
0: I don't think I, I, I yeah I don't think there was any nickname but I think that there um, I think everybody has a story of, of that house there was a couple and and it and it moved into sort of years later you know when when we started to really take advantage of the club scenes and after hours of the, you know tw- you know two o'clock in the morning after the rainbow going up to that house um, so it became a real destination for a lot of people
1: did you clean up well after or did you, your parents must know? I mean, I, I got to give your parents some credit. I,
0: know. I think I did like kind of a risky business. Isn't that where
1: it sort of slides through the house trying to clean up
0: real quick before?
2: That's a really good analogy because, you know, Brandon, like we're not talking about some shack in the rural Canyon. Like it was beautiful. Hmm.
1: It's
2: a really beautiful
0: house. Yeah, missed that house. That was a good house.
1: Yeah, that's. I want you to help me set the scene and exactly because if you can compare maybe just the, the high school to something else too. Is there an analogy? Because I'll be honest, I'm always transparent. I I am watching Degrassi right now, so I'm just thinking: Is Fairfax anything like Degrassi, or is it like what kind? Is it was it a typical high school? Like, because if you look at the list of alums and uh, alumni, I mean, it, it couldn't have been the typical high school. Is there a way you can describe as we're seeing the outside of it right now? Is there a way you can describe the inside and what, if you can remember, like what it was like walking down the halls where you know were people making out under the locker room, you know, next to the lockers? What was what was happening? Nothing like that. Metal detectors, like you know, tell me, like was it like? Uh, I mean,
0: I mean, Marcel have a better memory of it, but as I was saying in the beginning, I mean, it was pretty. Pretty easy going. I think a lot of the, you know, at least the, 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 the kids that I kind of knew, you know, all came from kind of similar households where parents were kind of like they, they weren't micromanaging or sort of, you know, over the shoulders of the kids. They kind of let them out. I mean, this was in a day where you can kind of just go off and say, I'll be back later tonight. Hmm. And your parents would be like,
1: OK.
2: Yeah, you could no. go off and say, I'll be back on Monday.
1: and that yeah. would. Okay. Wow. <laughs> a different world, a totally different world.
2: Yeah, I remember, um, like, leaving for lunch. Like, they used to have an open campus, and then they closed the campus. My friend and I snuck out through a hole in the fence behind a tennis court, like, at the outskirts of the high school. And nobody cared. Like, we just walked out, and then we got in a huge amount of trouble sneaking back in. So then the rule was, Mm. once you're out, just don't even try to go back. Like, they wouldn't even miss you. And I don't remember really doing a lot of work or homework. Like, I have a son now in high school. And it is like really, really different. Like, I just remember being really social. I guess somebody was doing work, but I don't think I was doing a lot. No, Chris was doing a lot, but I just don't remember homework. I don't remember term papers or being stressed out. like kids today are stressed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I didn't care anything about that. It was like, yay. I get to go to school and hang out at Canners and then go to Melrose, you know? Wow.
0: Yeah. You remember going, remember getting out for lunch and going over to Helen's for fried rice? The best, of course.
2: And then there was that payphone right in front of this little Chinese restaurant, Brandon, right across the street from our school. And it had like, what, uh, Space Invaders or Pole Position or something that was like A-1 game, right? Beautiful. Yeah, we'd hang out at Helen's and get rice. And then there were, um, you know, you could call that payphone. Like I'd go home after school and go, hey, who's there? Who's hanging out? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'll come back.
1: It seemed like it was just kind of one giant, you know gang almost like we was the whole school together were there clicks because again there were separate bands that came out of there so i'm curious did that all did that translate into the clicks because you guys clicked keep using that that word um how was it like or did everybody just have a school spirit at fairfax
0: i don't know i didn't i never really felt connected to fairfax in this sort of a school spirit sort of way i didn't i don't even you know certainly didn't I don't even think I knew what the names of our, our sports teams were, you know? Um, (laughs) it was really about just going there, seeing my friends playing, you know, playing music after school or on the weekends. Um, yeah. I don't know. Marcel was there. I totally
2: agree. Yeah. Yeah. It was a community of people that got along with each other. And like the school was just a setting. Like I didn't go to football games. We didn't go to like, You know, musicians or whatever, my group of friends and punk rockers, like we didn't go to the games. We didn't have school spirit. And it's true. Like I was thinking about that. Like I didn't know that the Fairfax, like Fairfax are called the Lions. Like I didn't know that (laughs) 10 years ago. No idea.
1: That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I, I love the fact that you both, I mean, it's the same. You know, you you have the same story. So I imagine if I were to ask, you know, Flea or Slash, or that they probably would say the same thing. Uh, or, or Tracy Guns, they would have the same, you know, memories of uh, of Fairfax as you. So I guess who met? Since you were older, Marcel, one, one year. Forgive me, you're only one year. I don't want to make it seem like you're you know, older, older. I know it's imp, impolite. Uh, who knew? Bless you. Who knew Slash first? I guess. And who introduced or was he just part of the, uh, a group when you went to go hang out, if we can go down the line of like famous alum there and the, your, your connection.
2: Yeah. I mean, I met slash cause he lived around the block from me. So That's, early teens, 13, 14. Okay. And That's then good. we had an after-school job together at 15.
1: You probably so didn't like okay.
2: jam. Like I go to his house and he was playing guitar, you know, at 15, like go to his house. He'd just be playing guitar in his room. <laughs>
1: out. If we may, and again, it's just like with Chris, it's been a few years, Marcel. So, I mean, if you had said that the previous episode, I have no recollection, you know, it's been a few years, but again, it's these, been a while. these are people that are still finding this podcast uh, every single day. So, if there is a re- repeat story, it wouldn't be the first time on a on a radio mm-hmm. show where that happens. Uh, so, Chris, then you didn't meet Saul, I guess, until high school?
0: Yeah, I didn't, meet, um, I definitely met him after Marcel. Um, it was, uh, it must have been at fairfax or and because the the year after fairfax like our the time a lot of the times that i spent with with slash was like in the years following that so i think that summer between either fairfax and when i went to the next year to north hollywood high um certainly uh yeah you know what there's a timeline that i just can't put together in my head right now, but I was friends with Tracy before, really before that. Okay. Um, and spent more time with Tracy sort of, we used to
2: first. jam with Tracy together.
0: Yeah. You and your um, Rickenbacker, right?
2: Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's funny too. Cause I have like my Rickenbacker, honestly, just till a couple of months ago, I started keeping it out on a guitar stand. Hmm. Like it's so precious to me. Usually it's in the case and under the bed. It's really funny too because there was an earthquake this morning. But I put away my Rickenbacker last night and I took out the Fender bass, which I don't know if you can see it.
1: I, uh, that I, white I, oh, beautiful. Bass. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so, yeah, so I've got my um, Fender there. And that bass was played by Duff at the Roxy. So, Oh,
1: there wow. It is. Oh, very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, keep that a little yeah. bit in frame. Yeah, now we can. Okay, awesome. <laughs> and that's obviously a picture of you above it. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, with my Rickenbacker.
1: Yeah, great setup. Yeah, very yes, cool. My,
2: my first child was my Rickenbacker. Mm. Yeah, but that was a fretless that I got. Um, I bought it up from a punk rock band called The Stepmothers. <laughs> and Duff was like, Can I play that? The fretless? And I was like, oh, All right, you know, and I like, guarded that thing at the Roxy like crazy.
1: I'm assuming you met Duff later on because he was not part of that, that high school. But so, or do, when did he get... I know I'm going to have to jump around. So, Chris, it's okay if you don't get the timelines right. Because, so, A, it's, it's it's so long ago. I'm lucky I remember what I did yesterday. So, I appreciate you guys going all the way back to high school. You know, it was my 20th anniversary of, of my 20th uh, reunion of high school, which is just mind-blowing. So, thank you, both of you, two, for reaching down into your memories for this. Um, you know what? I don't want to lose it. With, with talking, going back to Tracy, was it, it, was a th- was it three... You three or was it a band? Like what were you looking to do? Were you just jamming with Tracy Guns? How did that and was he he wasn't Tracy Guns at the time, or was he? No, Tracy Ulrich.
0: Tracy Ulrich. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
2: This was right after Pyrus, right? Because the band he so who was in Pyrus? That was like the real high school band, right?
0: Uh yeah. Uh uh Danny was the bass player. Okay. Uh is it Danny Tall or was, was he in Pyrus? not sure um and then the drummer was can't remember
2: yeah that's weird because like (laughs) we weren't in pyrus
1: okay
0: no i mean that played
2: with tracy after pyrus
0: i was always trying to get into whatever band he was in and that's when he and he i think he just gave up on me asking him over and over and he was like here here, meet izzy and i was like okay well i'll just create my own band because i think he was just tired of me saying like tracy just let's play together and
1: um so then what did you see in Tracy cuz obviously he's still making music today with LA Guns still very successful. Uh what did you see? Did you was it just um did you think he was going to become, you know, a big star or was it sort of like a a friend connection? Like what was your bond with Tracy Guns Chris that you, you know, we were following him around and asking him, you know, can I be in a
0: band? Well, I mean, you? I mean we were we were friends. I mean, it's just that he had a band and I wanted to start playing, but we I mean we spent, you know, I don't know. It was a, a good year spending a lot of time together. That's kind of what led up to him introducing me to Izzy. So the year prior to that kind of, we went to like, went to the beach a lot Went stayed over at his house, um, over kind of just below Fairfax. I can't remember what street he was on. His mom's house. Um, you know, Tracy's always been, and Mar- I don't know if Marcel ex- would say the same thing, but he's he's a really driven person. He's He's got, you know, he's got a great ego strength. You know, he's very very confident and, you know, you could always just tell that like, he's just gonna just, you know, nothing's gonna kind of get in his way. So it's a, it's a nice kind of forced energy to be around. Is <clears throat> his sort of, you know, I'm just moving forward, you know, get out of my way sort of attitude.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a good person to, to be around, obviously with, you know, good energies. So when he, uh, introduced you to Izzy, what was again? Conversations years ago, if you want to go back to listen to those episodes, you know, please do. (laughs) Um, what was your first impression of him? Of Izzy? Of Izzy? Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, um, I actually just talked about this with Mark, right? Um, the, uh, Mark Hanner, um, you know, that, that night when, when Tracy introduced me to him, you know, I was like, I mean, he definitely looked like the guy that's in hit hit parader or the guy in circus. Right. So I'm looking at a real person in front of me, which was Izzy, you know, it was probably 21. I might've been 16. And, but he looked like the pages of the rock magazines that I like to, you know, that I've been looking at for, you know, 15 years. Mm. So I was like, you know, I'm in the presence of a sort of a rock star. I mean, the music obviously came afterward, but like, you know, in, introducing me to him was like, okay, this is a real thing. As opposed to, hey, this is somebody that's in my, you know, biology class. Do you want to play, you know, with them?
1: Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. And Mark, yeah. I do remember there was a story that you said about Izzy asking to borrow your flat iron, your curling iron,
2: yeah, we shared a crimping iron
1: crimping iron sorry yeah. obviously I don't know use one so
2: right. well see because I met him at uh the troubadour when he was playing in another band he was playing bass in a band at the time and I was about 15 I think or, you know maybe 16 and that's where I met Izzy at the troubadour it's so, like we started hanging out like I was friend I know I knew the singer in his band I think it
1: was Shire maybe Chris. Christmas sure. right was that Mike or Dave or... Alan St. Elisa, right? Was in, was in Shire?
2: I think the band was Shire. Was
1: it Dave Jago's?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. A wild...
2: Because so, yeah. Izzy was playing bass. Like, I didn't even know Izzy is a guitar player until much later. Even uh-huh. at Chris's house when we were playing, Izzy, you know, was playing bass.
1: Did you get a, the same impression of Izzy, that he looked like a, a page at a RIP magazine? What was your impression of him when you first? Um,
2: yeah, he's just really cool. I didn't even think about, like, music or he's going to be a rock star or anything like that, you know. But I was into music, and I just thought, it, you know, he's a cool person. It was fun to hang out.
1: And was it also the same thing with with Slash? I mean, Noel, I guess Saul was just, did you foresee him becoming something, again, my brain is on Degrassi, so now I'm making in my brain, my chemically imbalanced brain, the the Drake comparison, you know, like, he's just, you know he's going to be a superstar in this this high school, so did you foresee that? As I asked the same thing about Tracy, did you, uh, was there anything you gravitated towards, did you expect big things from from Saul, or was he just uh, a cool guy to play guitar with? or play music with rather.
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, my, my impression was, and again, you know, we knew, knew him at different times and uh, Marcel's, you know, knows him from much earlier on, but I got a sense that if, if it didn't, he, if he didn't find himself doing some, you know, catapulted into this sort of stardom, he would have just kept playing and I don't think it would have mattered to him if he was like flying jets or, you know, or, you know, just going to the local, you know, club and playing. I think he'd he'd be still playing, but he was never that focused on sort of like, I can hardly wait to just make it big. That wasn't his style at all. That's my, my experience with him.
2: Yeah, I agree. Even knowing him, you know, before that, I agree. It was just always about playing. He just loved to play, and he was good, and he knew he was good. But, you know, at the time we were coming up, I didn't look at anybody and say, oh, that guy is going to be what the next Molly Crew. There was no Molly Crew.
1: Like, right. I mean,
2: you know, when we were coming up, we looked to, you know, Ozzy, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. Right. Like those were our heroes. Like, you know, my friends maybe had Donny Osmond on the wall when they were in, you know, grade school, whatever. Like I had pictures of Steve Harris and Getty Lee, you know, Getty Lee, like the most unattractive, possibly rock star, <laughs> you know, in the history of the planet. And that you know that is absolutely my idol. Like slash like, no. If you tell me Getty Lee is down the street right now at Starbucks, like the interview's over. Like that's who I looked up to. You know, I would run to that. I gotcha. So I didn't look at anybody and think, oh, they're going to be like that guy or like that guy. No, I didn't really foresee that.
1: You know what I should have done? And I'll ask you about him as well. He was a guest mm-hmm. on a while ago, episode uh, 50. GB, please do not jump on the mixer. Okay, he went the other way. He gave up on me giving him treats. This is the show. This is the show, guys. Guns N' Roses and cats. It is what it is. Uh, Rob Gardner, he the, the original. Not everyone knows this. They think you know. I love Steven Adler, but Rob Gardner is the original drummer of Guns N' Roses. What can you tell me about Rob in high school? Either of you. I know this guy. Kind of, I should be more of a host. I should Marcel? be like, yeah, Marcel. Yeah, I was
2: going to say. Well, there was Rob Gardner, right? But then there was Titus Sloan. I don't think Rob played in Titus Sloan.
1: Slash's band. Ron, with Ronnie.
2: With Ronnie, yeah.
1: Um and Slash's band. I remember a-
2: playing with Rob.
1: Okay.
0: And Tracy. I just played with Rob. You did? I did. We got Rob. it was me, Rob, uh, Marky Martinez. No way. Um, and a couple other a couple other guys, Stan um we all got together in the valley and played a, like a little sort Did of you do the
2: universal thing no Universal city bar and grill
0: no was that that um no no okay. i was gonna go to i was gonna do that but something something but just prior to that yeah just I prior to that yeah that was the wasn't the, that the the tattoo at the tattoo yeah. studio yeah.
2: Yeah. oh yeah the tattoo thing the week before
0: yeah but yeah. no we we just played at a um uh, rental that they that they put out and brought some people down it was but anyway me and rob played it was good well, that's great some rush songs, some zeppelin songs maybe a judas priest song who knows oh i, I
1: love that no gnr I can, i'll
0: see if i can get a, uh, a picture of it and you can i'll, I'll send it to you brando
1: oh i appreciate yes, that okay. but no gnr though i, I it's i i cause it, and that's like a weird almost reunion of uh not hollywood rose but I don't know. That's that's kind like of a weird satellite reunion of GNR. Again, this is that's what the podcast is about. That's just uh, that's interesting. So let me you know. Let me ask when you when you play now, Chris. Um, is that just to play with friends? Or are you going out booking gigs? Like, what's your what's your philosophy now? Like, what's your uh, path now?
0: Just to just to play with friends. You know, somebody will ask me to do some recording every you know three or four years, and I'll go do that or. Um, I think, uh, back to Marky, I think he's setting up some show at the whiskey or something in a, in a couple months that I'm going to go do. So that'll be fun. Cool. Getting out back on, on stage at the whiskey, so I haven't even stepped, stepped in the doors of that in at least 15 years.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, uh, I think I played with the UPO maybe 15 years ago.
1: Now let me ask, cause it, there's I should show, let me see if I can share the screen right now. Well, I know I shouldn't say it. Let me see if I can do it. I know I could do it. That's just me stalling. Um, we press the button, share a screen. Screen, very professional here. One of these days, sets my Ninja Turtle background with all my passwords. So that's wonderful. I should. I really need a producer. Um, nice. If you go to the Fairfax High School, look. I mean, look at all these lists of alumni. These are famous people. Of course, this sticks out to us, right? Marcel, Mike, Super Jew, Epstein, the major league right. baseball player. That sticks out to us, of course. <laughs> um, but a name that's that's kind of brought up. And I want to get into chili peppers, but I didn't see him on here. And I don't know how long he uh if he did go to the high school there was is Lenny Kravitz.
2: He went to Beverly.
1: Okay. So is that a misconception that he and Slash went to high school together?
2: Yeah, well they did go to high school together. Okay. Because Slash left Fairfax for a little while and went to Beverly.
1: There you go. Okay.
2: And so
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I want to talk about... I mean, I can't believe they just put out a new song. You know, again, this is... We're we're in 2022. I had to think about it for a second because with the pandemic, and who knows what year this is anymore. Uh, and Guns N' Roses, they're going to put out more new music or whatever if you want to classify it as reworked Chinese democracy songs. That's a whole other argument. Uh, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers just put out a new song and they're coming out with a new album. And it's just amazing that you knew these guys way back when this really is Guns N' Roses and Red Hot Chili Peppers High School Um, I know we got some memories of it's not obviously it's not the original Red Hot Chili Peppers it can't be unfortunately with uh, the loss of a Hellel Slovak all those years ago what can you uh, Marcel I know we spoke about that and are you still friendly with his his brother or I know you were at the time
2: with Jamie yeah we haven't really connected in a while but yeah I mean if I ran into him we would be
1: okay but I don't think Chris. I asked you about Hillel. Do you have any memories of? of Hillel? I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, so let me pick your your brain. Do you have, what? Do you have any Red Hot Chili Pepper memories of Fairfax High School? Because um, I know Marcel does, obviously, but I want to you know pick your brain, of course, if you have any. I, I,
0: I don't. I mean, those. It's a couple of years older than me. Okay. Okay. Um. I don't know was he was I don't know if either of those guys were in at Fairfax when I was there.
1: If Flea or Anthony were at Fairfax. So what year were they, Marcel, if you knew them? You know, you had didn't you have a slow dance with uh,
2: with Hillel? Yeah. So what
1: yeah. year? what year were they ahead of you in years and that why they graduated? They were
2: ahead of me, yeah. But I had a friend I was friends with this girl, Beth, Beth Stinson, and she was dating Flea, like in high school. So we used to go to parties at her house, but I think I met them, but I met them even before that. I met them when they were called, what is this? They used to play at the Troubadour. Maybe it was different. Like me and my girlfriends, we would go to the Troubadour when I was like 15. I don't even know if there was an age limit at the time or not, but
0: that's. No, you just couldn't go into the bar.
2: Yeah. Right. In the front bar.
0: Yeah. You couldn't go in the front bar. All
2: right. But we used to, right? Anyway. And mm-hmm. Ruby and I kind of remember the bartenders. Yeah, I remember doing like Kahlua and milk, you know, at 15 at the bar. But, but that's where I remember meeting um, Halel basically. And, okay. And, my, and I thought Flea like that's when I fell in love with bass. Like if it wasn't for that day, you know, I might have finished college. Huh. Yeah. That was it. Was like a fate complete right there when I was 15. You know, seeing Halal play guitar and Flea on a bass.
1: Wow. And again, just to, it's, it, it's, that's why I, I want to take the opportunity to talk about hello when we can because I, he shouldn't be forgotten. But the fact that Flea is just, he's still the Flea that I remember, and I didn't go to high school with him, but he's still slapping the bass like crazy. And, you know, in the new video that they have up, I'm like, this is the Flea that I grew up with. So I have to, ima- I can't even imagine what he was like in, in high school. Actually, can you, uh, if people haven't listened to that episode, or you can just remind me that story, the naked flea story. Can you just retell it? Because it was a.
2: Naked flea story? Yeah, we were at a party at my girlfriend's house and, uh, you know, flea took off all his clothes and ran around the house naked. <laughs> you know, like 15. You know, nothing happened. It wasn't, it was just.
1: Shre- shrieking.
2: I don't know. It was just Flea, I
1: guess. <laughs> that's all he needed to say.
2: Mm. Well, it wasn't wearing a sock or anything, you know. It was like full birthday
1: suit. Fair enough. GB, please do not. He is reckless today. He's glad that we're home. I think we were gone all weekend. i um, so we're, that's I have to keep an eye out. That's this is the professionalism I work with. Um, well, it's good to get. Have that, you read
2: Please Book?
1: Uh, was it Acid for the Children? Yeah. I have not. Yeah, I heard it's brilliant, but I have not yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And I went to see him speak about it when the book first came out and it was really interesting. He talked about, you know, his jazz roots and he didn't really want to be in a rock band. Even he was really just wanted to play jazz. And he's just a really incredible musician. You know, his roots are very different than us. Like, you know, I learned how to play bass by playing Led Zeppelin and learning Rush songs. Flea was like a really scholarly musician, you know? Okay. different kind of talent that he brought to it.
1: I did. Oh, I hear your cat. Right. Oh, see, all right. See, Guns N' Roses and cats. This I I can't change the name of the podcast now, but that's essentially what it is. Um. Well, at, that's cool to get the that again. The timeline, Chris. Again, even if you don't have the stories, again, just to kind of put it mm-hmm. all together. Because again, there are misconceptions that you know they it, they all went to high school together at the same time, or like I mentioned before with Lenny Kravitz not going to Fairfax, but he did when he went to with Slash in another school. Um. So I, but it's, 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 as you see this, if you're looking on YouTube, it's good to get the timeline on all these names because obviously you didn't go to high school with Warren Zevon, you know that's before, well before your time, you know Phil Spector. But again, go to this list of alumni. Is there? Oh, wow. I, I mean, look, look. Do you know everybody? You know Byron Allen, David Arquette. Uh, oh. What is this? Uh, I already said uh, Mike Super Epstein on there. Tracy Guns, of course. Uh, Timothy Hutton, the actor, um, mm-hmm. the original drummer of the Chili Peppers, of course, Jack Irons, Tito Jackson. I mean, did you were you in uh, biology with Tito Jackson? Uh, you know, Anthony Kiedis, of course, uh, who uh, was a big... In case of you know, those listening on uh, the podcast version, was looking at Mickey Rooney. I know neither of you went to school with Ricky. No, <laughs> no. You know, but- no. I like Mickey Rooney. He was a good actor.
0: Yeah, he was. Think, you know, it was interesting that 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 year, um, I don't even know what year it was. Was it 83 or 83, 83? It must have been 83. Maybe it's 84. 80. <laughs> but when um, when Tracy and, and Slash played that in the quad, did you see that in person or so? Were you there?
2: I remember Slash playing Titus Sloan
0: right they did that I But they that also, sorry they didn't play in the quad they played in the so there was a guitar battle um uh, and it was tracy and slash and it was in the in that building on right next, on the fairfax side that small building um to the right of where the quad would have been you know what i'm talking about there's like an it's like a uh, Playhouse now or something. Yeah, the Greenway Theater or something. Okay, okay, yeah, they played in that, which was at the time was just a big room with a stage, and they both played solos, and so one would play a oh, solo, yeah. and and then it would be like it was kind of like crossroads or whatever the Coastal, type of thing. Yeah, that was. I remember that. I remember standing there. I, I yeah thinking back, I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have gotten in on that. But I I don't know who would organize it. Maybe there was like a sort of a challenge. I challenge you to a guitar off. Right.
2: (laughs) I remember that about you. Like when I think about Chris Weber, I always think about Chris playing guitar. And Chris was a great guitar player. Like I was really excited to jam with him and hang out with him.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, for sure. Was that I I must have touched on it. And I'm now I'm looking at it now. Marcel was episode 77. And you know we're almost 300 episodes past that. So again, for forgive, uh, was that how common was that to to jam with? You know, to be to ask maybe an obvious question to jam with a girl was that a big deal at that time? Because now, I, you know, it shouldn't be. But was that a big I mean, deal?
0: I mean, it, yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> there, there was there wasn't a lot of. Um, female musicians at, at, at that age group in that in that age um so yeah i think that it was there, but but marcela was always i mean this is my experience with marcela was she was just always part of the crew so it was not anything unique about it it wasn't like oh you know you show up and there's somebody and you didn't expect them it's just marcela was always part of that group so it didn't you didn't really think about it like that at least i didn't you didn't uh, a- I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: there wasn't that issue of, you know, I, I'm just thinking of myself how I would be, you know, band members getting crushes on Marcel and being like, we got to keep this professional. <laughs> probably had, probably had to turn a lot of people down. A lot of guys down, break a lot of hearts, Marcel. Yeah. Still doing it. <laughs> Good. <no. laughs> uh, a great story that you told again, back in episode seventy-seven. Seven, so you don't have to re, uh, retell this one was, um, is Axel read you the lyrics to back off bitch on.
2: This was, this was at Chris's and I'm not even sure. Like I was thinking about it. This was at Chris's house and we were sitting in that small room and we were sitting on the bed and Axel was teaching us songs and it was either shadow of your love or "Back Up, bitch. Maybe it was shadow of your love. And like I remember thinking Yeah this this guy cannot sing <laughs> Like yeah It was really <laughs> I mean it was like really close you know We were just in this really small room And it, it was like yeah shadow of your love I don't think so And I handed my bass to Izzy Like literally and I remember the moment that that happened
1: Oh that's funny and Chris was playing <laughs> Chris what do you remember about that Because I don't think I, we got that story from you I mean I don't
0: know that moment i mean we <clears throat> you know one of the rooms at that, uh, that, that my parents house and and both of those guys kind of lived there for a long period of time i think is the was the first to go and kind of axel kind of stayed on for a longer period of time as a matter of fact when i moved out i think axel was living at my parents house for a while even when i was gone um
2: really they stayed
0: well he he stayed i don't i mean i don't for lack of a anywhere else to stay probably um he take extremely long showers. He take like my parent. My dad was always like, "What's who takes an hour and a half shower?" <laughs> <laughs> like with the water actually going for an hour and a half was crazy. Um, but I don't remember that. But the, the the room in the back of the house was was kind of the music room, and we had a drum kit there. And when <clears throat> we did, we did, all the writing that we did was kind of in that room, except for "Move to the City," which I wrote after the band broke up. So, uh, which is I wrote that at the the Holly Drive House. Remember the Holly Drive House up um, near the Holly Bowl, Marcel? No, I, I moved re- there. Dean moved in with me. Really? Um, Barbie, Barbie, and I lived there for a while. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember
2: it? Izzy's place on Selma. Remember Izzy's apartment on oh, Selma, sure. right behind the Coconut Teaser?
0: Well, Gary, that's yeah, Gary, Gary's house. Remember Gary, the, that's where we were. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is not about Fairfax, but yeah, that's, yeah. He lived in that on the bottom in the bottom sort of apartment underneath the house up, up, up Selma. Right.
2: Yeah, they were like a little string of, you know, apartments. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I like that though, as we're talking, that's kind of why I wanted you both on is just to have you both have these, Hey, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Because I can't do that. These are things that I can't look up or research yeah. and plan ahead of time. Just to you know, pick your brains about the and reminisce through your both of your eyes, your your shared experiences, or you know, adding oh you know your, both of your stories to come together for a more clear story. At times, that's that's always it uh, it's always fun. But since um, because I know I don't want to keep you guys here forever, but we we still got some uh, some more time. I know. With Chris, you know, I, I love when you comment. When I always share my love for Anything Goes, and I appreciate you follow Appetite for Distortion on on mm-hmm. Facebook, and because I love that song, it, it bothers me when it's, you know, it, people say Appetite's a perfect record, and sometimes people are like eh, Anything Goes. No, no, that's first. That was that's up there with. They're all tied for first for me for Appetite. Just a brilliant song. Move to the city, brilliant. Whether it's the way he did it, um, Axel, the band did it with. You know the background, uh, background orchestra, or the acoustic version, which I'm just blown away by. But maybe you can clear this up because obviously Wikipedia is not the most reliable source. Can you talk about Shadow of Your Love a bit? That you, I guess, two songs that I want to know what your involvement was: uh, Shadow of Your Love and Back Off, Bitch. If you could talk about that, because there seems to be some, I don't know if there's controversy or confusion.
0: not to not to muddy the waters anymore um you know those songs were written at that time the, um i can't really t- talk about it other than you know my 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 experience with it was that we kind of wrote all those songs together
1: okay if you can't go further than that i i yeah understand. i mean i didn't end up they they, they yeah
0: OK, there's there's all sorts of sort of like who copy wrote first and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, those were all parts of the those were songs of our band of Hollywood Rose. And we had, um, you know, uh, we had a lot of songs, some of which are on the records, some of which uh, Cleopatra Records released on the Roots of Guns N' Roses record, which um, is the demos that I did with them during Hollywood Rose times. OK. Um, so yeah, I can't really clarify it anymore, as the, other than to say, kind of, those were the songs that we all wrote at the time, and you know, the ownership of some of them are,
1: you know, uh, understood. Understood. You don't have to. uh Alex. I gotcha. I, I completely understand. Then, uh, can you talk about what about Ain't Going Down? Anything you can shed light like that song that was included on that pinball machine? Did you? I don't. I don't even know that song. Oh, see Wikipedia. Is that is that
0: credited to me?
1: It says uh Weber also co-wrote Ain't Going Down from Guns N' Roses Pinball. No? All right. I'm going to have to
0: che- They can send the, I mean if there's checks involved they're welcome to send them my way.
1: <laughs> All right. So then we ask you about a couple more checks. That's crediting crediting you for uh when the deluxe edition of the box set came out, which I'm ne- $1,000. It's, uh, it's not going to happen. I think it's been marked down like eight times since then. Uh, new work. These were these were songs that did not have lyrics. Uh, new work tune and the plague. Are you familiar with those, or did Wikipedia get the, that wrong? Um,
0: no, not by those titles. But new work tune. I don't know what that would refer to. And if I was, if they credited it for me, then that would have been on them from something. I mean, if if it's on the box set, I'm sure Axel doesn't let anything slip without. Careful scrutiny. Okay. So, okay. I haven't bought a thousand dollar box set, so I don't, I'll I'll investigate.
1: Okay, thank you. No, because it's it's interesting because those seem like as you use the roots of Guns N' Roses, and that's what the album was. We're getting this uh, before anything that was like the most new we we got were these uh, these roots of songs and and thinking that maybe you were a part of it. These as you were other classic songs that I, I enjoy just curious if there was a story behind it but i guess there's i wouldn't yeah, I mean, I wouldn't
0: put too much stock in 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 wikipedia because I, I think anybody can kind of sure contribute to that but i mean anything on the records is through their has gone through their hands so sure,
1: sure. and that's why i ask i, I definitely it's, yeah. not, it's, it's not my main source but yeah gotta ask because if people look at it and they think it is fact so that's why here we try to clear it up as best as uh as i can um, then a song that you did take part of. I don't know if we discussed it the first time around. "Move to the City." Mm-hmm. Can you talk about creating that? You know what your part in that was. When the
0: sure, yeah, no. I mean that was written when I was living at Holly Drive, which was the, my grandfather's house. After he he passed, I, I got to live there, and Izzy Izzy was living there with me for a while, and <clears throat> and that was kind of in the whether we were on a hiatus or that was the end of the. And the, the, our, my participation in the band wrote that song and me and Izzy were going to like create a band around that. So that was kind of one of our newer songs. So I remember creating it on, uh, writing it, recording it on, I think I had a Cam 244. Remember those old Tascams? Ugh. Uh, cassette tape, um, four tracks. Um, I actually have some cassettes, but nothing to play them on. But anyways any case, um. <laughs> Wrote it on that. I had a little doctor rhythm that I wrote the drum pattern on, and that riff that that moved to the city riff. Um,
1: what a good riff. And then,
0: yeah, and Izzy wrote the wrote, uh, wrote the lyrics, and that was it. And then presented it to Axel. And then I never got to, I don't think I ever got to play it live. Oh, that's not true. I think I played it when we did our reunion show at Dancing Waters at the end of 85 or something like that, 84. Okay.
1: you
2: have rehearsal tapes? Like, are you sitting on a stack of cassette tapes of just
0: hours and I, I would hours have released it ages ago. I do, there, you know what? Cleopatra's kind of got licensed all my old videos, and I've got, like, a lot of videos that are pretty terrible, <laughs> but of, of, of rehearsals, of the rehearsal stuff.
2: I mean, um, I have crates you, and you, crates of, like, like, I personally I have... Gura- tapes from playing in my garage, really, with Andre Trox from Feast oh, of Joy,
1: oh, yeah, man. like
2: and us doing songwriting because we jammed together even up until like 1996.
0: And I have, like, Are you then, huh, huh? You you play with with Andre up through '96,
2: yeah. Andre was in a band with me, um, called Maísa and the Plan, and like you know, we went on the road, I mean, it was oh, great, yeah. Excellent. It was after Feast of Joy,
0: yeah. I miss Andre,
2: yeah, me too. He's a really good friend and a Obviously, yeah. really, really great talent and a great guy.
0: Yeah.
2: But, I mean, I've got like really thousands of hours of cassette tapes. And I've been thinking about like, maybe I need to go to a studio, like a really good studio and dub it all to, you
1: know. Yeah. Well, digital. I, you got my interest peaked. I think a lot of people would want to check that out. And if anything, just for you to relive those moments and yeah. see that. Yeah, I mean,
2: Chris, you must have cassette tapes. And it's true. Like, how, how do you even play it? You know, I had one little one. Yeah. Like, I had one little Panasonic right? And I was listening to my old phone messages. Like I have, remember record a call? Sure. Okay. So I have really, really funny phone messages like from Dizzy and like after Bordello and Cat House, like really drunk. Hey, we're coming over, you know, but I don't have anything to play it on. And I tried putting one in my little Panasonic and it just ate it right away. Right. Yeah. Like then I'm looking for a pencil. I'm doing the pencil thing. It's like, no, I need a really good,
0: Taped a lot. Of, I have some. Uh, I think a lot of it because I moved to England and I was in England for the, for the better part of the 90s or nine. Mm. Uh, and so I think a lot of stuff got went missing, mm. including a lot of my old Hollywood Rose pictures, wow. unfortunately. So, Aww. what I have left is although I do have some videos of some rehearsals, me that Axel and Izzy and me, and um, probably Johnny, maybe even Andre. Andre might have been in those, really. Yeah,
2: where are those? Can we see them?
0: Um, I have them. I have them. I've always. I'm just. I'm always tempted just to go to a, a dupe place and have somebody just digitize everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, but I think Cleopatra ended up with all all that just for licensing purposes because they wanted everything.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so. Yeah, here. that would be
2: great. We'd love yes.
1: to. We'll we'll get together. I definitely have some stuff I can show you.
2: That'd be great.
1: Oh, look at that. I'm, I'm, I'm creating reunions you know <laughs> well obviously I mean, yeah, you guys are friends I regardless it's
2: funny because I ran into Chris like you know 20 years go by or whatever and it was the same thing with Tracy we ran into each other at the elementary school with our kids like, that's <laughs> how I said Tracy it was the weirdest thing with Tracy because I was walking my kid he was very small at the time and I just heard hey Marcel and I looked up and smiled because like I was on the PTA. I had no idea who was saying hello, and it's like, hey! And he had the full beard and everything, okay. you know. I didn't recognize him right away, but the voice was like sent a chill, and it was like it took me right back into a rehearsal room. It was mm-hmm. so weird. It's like, oh my god, that's Tracy! So that's where I ran into Tracy at school, and I ran into Chris at school with his mm-hmm. little
0: girl. That's fun. Yeah. Now I got two.
2: You have two. That's yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Beatrice is nine now. Aww. Um. Yeah, the last time i saw tracy was i might have run into him since out but we i did some tracks for some band uh called i guess it was dope snake i think if i remember right um and he he was there he was doing a track for them to do like solos or something on the record mm-hmm. so um i saw him there i got a picture of, of us two together which is nice i always look back at it and go like oh that was like me and tracy and I, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's really
0: cool. Good fond memories. Yeah, we used to roll around in that big truck of his. Remember his dad's truck? No. Oh, his, they had, he had this ginormous truck.
2: Really? Oh, I felt
0: it was ginormous Was it during school? I think so. I mean, they, I think that's what he took to the beach. Other, and then he had that Opal. Remember that Opal? I had the Opal. Oh, you had the Opal? Oh, my I God. I thought that was his. what?
2: No, yeah. No, I drove everybody all the time.
0: That orange Opal?
2: Oh, no, I had a white white one.
0: Was it white? Yeah. Oh, he had one, too, because he picked me up from uh, the Us Festival. I got left at the Us Festival, and I couldn't get home, and I got a ride, and I got maybe 10 miles away from the fairgrounds, and then something weird happened, and I ended up on the freeway. That was
2: 82, right?
0: Was that 82?
2: Yes, Festival? Yeah.
0: Maybe 83?
2: Memorial Day, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he came down and picked me up.
2: That's
0: really cool. Yeah, it was very cool, and I literally called, put a dime in the payphone, on the freeway or whatever. Right. Like, can you drive thirty miles and pick me up on Memorial Day?
1: That's a friend. That's a yeah. friend right there. That was that was a remarkable moment. That was a really great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that, uh, Chris. You mentioned that you know sometimes you'll be asked to go in and do recordings, but anything you can tell us about what? you're doing right now, anything we can check out now that you're, uh, currently working on?
0: No, no. Okay. Nothing, I mean, nothing that's going to get released. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that, that show that I was talking about with that Marky's setting up with some Hollywood, some known Hollywood musicians, um, will be fun, uh, you know, sort of uh, memorialize it with some sort of video, I hope hope somebody in the background will have an iPhone at least shooting it. Um, oh, yeah. But I'm open to it. I mean, you know, Do what, I've got a lot of years left and I, and I still yeah. play, you know.
1: I know I did ask you and you don't have to respond to this again uh, to not muddy the waters. But I think uh, when you commented on one of my posts and my my love for anything goes and I, I had replied to you, you know, I would love to see you, you know, if the GNR added that back to the set, you join the stage and you're like, not unless Izzy is there. You know, is that? Are you still in contact with him? What was the last time you spoke to to Izzy?
0: I, me and Izzy are still friends. Cool. Yeah.
1: All right. He's still a man of mystery. We, I spoke to his uh, his Juju Hound bandmate uh, Rick Richards a few, um, maybe like a month or so ago, and it was like a big deal that last time he spoke to Izzy, he was in Colorado. You know, I'm just curious. You know, can you help us, uh, if anything, without revealing his his true uh, identity and location? I understand he's the Batman of of rock and roll, but in the where's Waldo, where's Izzy? Like, is there anything you can tell us? What is he just riding motorcycles today? Just being uh just being cool? No, for- he's
0: he's be- he's doing the things that he loves.
1: Okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I mean his 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 uh, decision to kind of you know at at a you know which is not from him just kind of as I've sort of just everybody's read to make a, to make a break from that and to kind of, you know, to at GNR, their, their highest point, you know, that was, you know, I'm, I'm a sure of a, a difficult choice for anybody, but um, you know, respect his, you know, his, his ability to kind of live the life that he wants to live.
1: I admire it. I really do. Like that's, yeah. like, That's why I'm one of the fans that doesn't, it's not clamoring for him to over the years, him to return for me. It was always about mom and dad, Axel and Slash. That's what it was always Mm. about for me. Uh, But I admire that for Izzy, especially with the sobriety and, and just doing just living a happy life. So, you know, as long as he's happy, I'm like with that with anybody in life. So I think that's absolutely amazing that he's doing that. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see, uh, I don't know. Is there a, is there like a secret Chris Webber, Izzy album somewhere? Okay, you don't have to answer that. I,
0: no, I, I mean I would be more than happy to re- reunite with with him. Any of those guys. I mean, if they wanted to th- throw together everybody that I was always thinking that if somebody could throw together everybody that ever played in that band and just put them all together. That would be fun. Probably I, fill up an auditorium,
1: but it would be fun. An auditorium? It would fill up the Coliseum of Rome. What are you talking about? I, that's what I try to do on this podcast, you know, get everybody together. And I've spoken. I love when bands do that. It doesn't have to be a full-time thing, like when they brought Stephen out. And actually, you know, I didn't bring this up, so maybe we can – I'm glad it, I triggered my own brain. See, I'm losing it. The cat's still jumping around, so he's throwing me off. Uh, Stephen – like how is he? How, what do you remember of Stephen in high school? Because he wasn't in class all the time, or, or what was his? I may have spoken about Yeah, Marcel. If you want to respond, what do you remember about Stephen back then, Stephen Adler?
2: I remember driving him home to Slash's house. So I guess he was—that's where he was living at the time. And I had my Opal, so I guess I was seventeen. But I don't remember him in school at all. Okay. And, did he go to school?
1: I don't think i don't know if he was. I don't think he was ever very. Um, if he was a Chris, member, do you of Fairfax. remember
2: seeing him at school?
1: Um,
0: no. Me, I, you know what? Stephen and I um, really didn't hang out until after I'd already left Fairfax.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: It was that year afterwards. I think I was at North Hollywood when I was sort of just starting with with Izzy and Axel, and um, played a little bit. I remember some jamming with Stephen a couple times. Um Yeah. Okay. I And then I think saying? I played, there was that rehearsal studio that they had in the Valley. This is right before Duff joined and I came and they didn't have a bass player yet or they hadn't decided on a bass player. So I played bass at some rehearsal with them. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I would have even off, offered to play bass in that band because I, Slash was already part of it by that point. Um, But I just kind of like hanging out with them. I mean, Eric Mills was there and, uh, uh, Mark Mansfield was there.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Danny we used to hang there, out remember? in the studios. Remember Danny Burrell? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Did all those guys were there? Yeah. And so we yeah. Um,
2: yeah, we used to jam.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We used to jam with Danny.
1: Do either of you know Steve Darrow? Yeah. Okay, so Chris, he's been on the show before, and he t- he thinks he remembers it correctly. That he may have been the one to give Axel the name when they were trying to, to figure out a new name of the band when it was going to be Rose and he's like uh, it could be Axl he's like why don't you just call yourself Axel you know and so because they gave
0: him the name gave him when the, he he went
1: officially from like, as Bill to to Axel that he sure do you, any that, recollection of that
0: that, you know? could, that could be true. Okay. I, I, I see I see that as being true. I mean, we were AXL. was never he never called himself Axel. It was always Bill. I've got a bunch of Christmas cards to my mom where he went, you know, Merry Christmas, Kathy. Bill.
1: Aww. Izzy
0: was always Izzy, but Bill, but he was Bill. And so after I left and Steve S- Steve joined, as a matter of fact, Steve was Steve was the bass player in that reunion gig. So me and Steve played during that. Cool. Um and I've known Steve since, you know, since the 80s with that. Um, saw him at Mark's book signing, maybe, what was that, 25 years ago, hmm. Marcel? Or tw- oh. not 25, 20, uh, uh, 18 years ago?
2: Yeah, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I saw Steve then, and Slash for that matter, but um, he could have done it, Brandon. I mean, okay. that's... All right. I'll, 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 did you, I you ever,
2: like, jam at Program or Gardner Studios? Are you part of that?
0: At, at program what on La Brea?
2: Program yeah by La Brea yeah uh, and Selma. A
0: dump that place. Was. Oh my God, was such a dump. <laughs> um, we did a lot of our rehearsing at Mars. Remember Mars Studios? Was it Mars?
2: I remember Gardner
0: uh, on Barrendo. No, I was out. I was out by the point that they had that lockout on Gardner.
2: Yeah, because then they moved in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's funny because Slash was just on Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. right? And I've never gone to the show. I've never, you know, been to the Kimmel show. But then I saw a flash of it and we were texting. I'm like, is that the old Masonic Temple? And is like, yeah, it was really cool inside. And I thought I used to jam there. I had friends that used to set up equipment at the Masonic Temple on Hollywood Boulevard. And we used to have like anybody who played would just come and play and jam. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's cool. It's really fun. That's cool. Marcel, uh, we spoke about this, um, not just on episode 77, but whenever we do chat, because you're nice enough, sometimes we we chat on Facebook, that Fairfax could be a movie, it should be a movie, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best, you know, when I do speak to you to create the atmosphere... Um, I know.
2: Brandon wants me to write the book about Fairfax. I do.
1: So, I mean, just like I asked Chris, like, what are you working on now? I mean, when are we going to see, you know, the Fairfax High, the miniseries on Netflix by Marcel Circus? I know.
2: know. Okay, so right now I am working on a a show, but it's about um, ticket scalping. I don't know if Chris remembers. Like, in high school, we had a crew that used to work and scalp tickets and get really good tickets for concerts. And then I took a job at a concert ticket agency, like a legit brokerage in Hollywood. And I was there for almost 10 years, the whole time while I was playing music. And it's called Stubbs. So I have this pilot and this whole series that's in development um, right now. But I think about the facts thing all the time. So I know I should probably do that. (laughs) So you're you're in my head, you planted that seed. And as soon as I wrap up on this a little bit, um, I'll take another look at those notes. Because I have like... Typewritten, like from a typewriter on paper, a stack that thick. I mean, I've always written. Wow. Stories like with Axel and with Willie Conidue and my other bands. Willie
0: Conidue.
2: Yeah, Willie Conidue. Remember I was in a band with Willie after high school. He played guitar, right? He played guitar, yeah. Great guitar player. And it was kind of like funk and kind of like Prince. It was like Prince and Led Zeppelin combined as
1: Willie Conidue. And you had yeah. another film. Can you uh, gastropod? I always see you posting, or oh, you're getting all these awards, uh, awards, and yeah, tell me. Can yeah, you...
2: gastropod was great. Yeah, it was great short film comedy, and it's still it's still in the festivals a little bit, so it hasn't been like widely shared. Um, I think we have just a few more festivals coming up this summer, and then I'll probably just blast the, you know, blast the link out there.
1: Man, I I admire that you know because it's a lot of work. I'm trying to to write a book now with uh, Doug Goldstein, former GNR manager, and mm-hmm. it's so yeah. hard to balance that with and not just a podcast, but with my actual job. You know, trying to get married this summer and all like all these things, life, but like cats, you know, taking care of it's just it's a lot. So I admire people who can who do it. I really do. Uh, before I got into radio, I wanted to be a writer, and it's just like wow, this is just. Well, I'm. I think I'm good at it. It's just so much work to put in there, and it's uh, so something I truly admire. And so, if people yeah. want to. Is there information about that? A Marcel Circus, not the traditional spelling of circus, which right. Know, but if S I R
2: K U S, yeah, I could just go to my website. There's like all kinds of stuff up there.
1: Okay. Trailer
2: for the film and different projects.
1: Cool. And Chris, yeah. you, you just have, I mean, fans, like, friend you uh, on, on Facebook? Like, is there, like, if people want to see, like, whenever you have, like, an impromptu jam and you just happen to post it, would it be on Facebook or Instagram?
0: If I have it, yeah. If I have an impromptu jam, I, I will post it. <laughs> I think that there's, again, uh, the, the, that I played with those fellows, not what it was, I think it was last year. Well, it was definitely last year, but. Um, took some pictures of it and went up there and, you know, Rob was there and it was just kind of nice to kind of run into people that, you know, for the better part of, you know, haven't, haven't stood next to them probably for 35 years, you know, standing in front of the Troubadour in like in the late eighties or in the, you know, in the rainbow parking lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of those, a lot of those people are, a lot of those people aren't around anymore, but there's still a good group of people that are, um, Just
2: pick up where you left off. Right. Does it feel like it did back then
0: when you're playing? Of course, because right, because the the relationships that we had back then were like there was nobody, nobody was defended. Everybody was kind of just being young and, you know, and now as adults, you start to put on all these sort of masks and disguises. But back then, we just kind of connected on a shared love of Rush and Zeppelin. Right. I mean, I remember sitting and playing, you know, going to Dean's house and, and with my my Les Paul standard Oxblood standard. my little champ amp and playing over the top of 2112 the whole thing
2: the whole thing and
0: he would just sit there and watch me i mean that's what we
2: We have to do that then (laughs) we have to do that like seriously my mom was here you know she comes over a lot but a couple of weeks ago she was here and i was like oh i was playing you know she's like what is that i'm like xanadu Mm -hmm. you know like she's never i've never heard you play rush i'm like wow i am full on X (laughs) because i have played guitar I played bass basically, you know, for 40 years. My mother never heard me play a Rush song. Like, this is outrageous. Like, I've never heard you play that music before. Like, come on. And we had a studio in our garage.
1: That's funny. Yeah,
2: it's really funny. So, if you know those songs, I will work on my 2112. Right.
0: I mean, I can finish. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can get myself through probably Temples of Syrinx and then... Try Beautiful. to come up with the rest of it as
2: we go Discovery. along. Discovery, yeah, I'm yeah. down. We might run into trouble getting a drummer, though. We're going to need Dave Chooch We're going to need Chooch. Remember him?
0: No, who's that?
2: He's a drummer he played with uh, Christian Nesmith in that band called Off for oh, okay. a long time. Yeah, oh, Chooch knows
1: all that stuff. Yeah, Chooch. Yeah, get...
2: Dave.
1: My next cat is me named Chooch after him. Chooch? Okay, or not. Well, and every time my fiance sees an orange cat, she's like, "We need to get a new cat named Axel." I'm like, "Should I be that cliche? You know, be the Guns N' Roses fan with the cat named Axel?" All right, sure, that works for me. Definitely. Well, my uh, boss
2: had a dog and named it Axel. It was like 20 minutes before Axel became Axel.
0: It's really (laughs) weird. That is weird. Yeah. Maybe that's where he got the name. From the dog? Maybe he did. Yeah. From my boss's dog.
1: (laughs) That would be. I would definitely
0: credit Steve, though. If Steve is saying that that came from him, I would, timeline, time wise, I think that that's possible.
1: Okay. Certainly. Okay. You know, again, just. Not like it really matters in the grand scheme of things. It's just uh, having these fun stories here on the Appetite for Distortion program. And I really appreciate both of you uh, taking some time today to to reminisce. i I got to compliment both of you. You both still look like you're in high school. Young phases. <laughs> Maybe it's the L.A. Sun. I don't, I don't know what it is, but you both look uh, great. And I just thank you for your your time. Thanks. Um, thank you more than welcome happy to do it awesome so that does it for this episode of appetite for distortion when will you see the next one in the words of axel rose concerning chinese democracy you'll see it i don't know if soon as the word thanks to the lame ass security i'm
2: going home